Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking uh, more National Signing Day. Again, the final signing day and signing period of the 2024 calendar year for the classes. Uh, we'll talk to Mike Schaefer, Husker 24-7 Sports. He joins us at 8.30. We will get a preview of tonight's Creighton-Providence game. We get early game. Schaefer. We get, yes, we get early Schaefer. I, I'm assuming when we got that uh, text from Gary the other day is that... Th- now, there was that time that once this day came and went that all of the national analysts, local analysts for all of the different recruiting services and sites would... I don't know if they all went to like Mexico or they went to the Caribbeans or whatever, but I feel like at the very least they took some time off, but anymore. I mean, it's such a spread out process that I don't, I don't know. So maybe Shafe is, you know, Shafe and and his wife are expecting as well. And we are excited for them. But um, I I wonder if uh, he and so many others, BC and all the great folks, they're all expecting who cover. I don't know if they're all expecting, uh-huh. but are all, all going to take a little bit of a, a CS, a little bit of a break, maybe a little vacay. Yeah. And then something's going to happen. And oh, yeah. It's going to go off. And, yeah. yeah. Hopefully nothing happens during mat drills that you've got to uh, completely jump back on the horn and start, uh, start sourcing certain things. But uh, yeah, that's uh, so I, I don't that's know. I don't know if we Shape like is, football is hitting up a vacation. That's what it comes down to. But yeah, Shafe will join us at 8.30. We're going to be talking to Matt DeMarinas of the Blue and White Review as we will get into Creighton Providence tonight. I'm really curious on Matt's take on that game on Saturday. I know it was Saturday. I'm sorry, Friday. My gosh, it was Friday night. Um, So days have passed. Here we are already halfway through the next week, but still is an interesting game, especially for someone who follows his team as closely as Matt does. If you take anything away from that, that was a surprise. And anything that, as we get into the theme of today's show with the two teams, especially that are playing tonight in Nebraska and Creighton, what remains to be seen for these teams to feel like they can accomplish the goals that I know that they set out for themselves, but maybe maybe this is more of a Nebraska thing that the fans expect because the expectation level for Creighton basketball and Nebraska basketball are two completely different things. Just a little bit. But what... Sorry, we can all be happy. Yeah, let's just get to the tournament. You guys aren't going to play each other. And sit back and and enjoy it. Um, Or are you? And then we'll also talk to Brandon Vogel of Counter Read at the end of the show today. Live from his library. Yes, indeed. We're going to do that on the stream. I know. Right? Yes, we will have that on the stream Very where you excited. can hopefully he'll have maybe a, a glass of scotch, maybe a maybe a nice Cuban. I, I just want to know, does, does, it, does it smell like uh, leather bound books in his rich mahogany in that uh, in the study? You see, you don't call it the office. You call that the study. We'll, we'll join Brandon Vogel from the study, from his study. Yeah, I like that better. Cuban? No, Dutch Irish. Our lineup, by the way. was an Irish settler. <laughs> Cuban? No. Scotch-Irish. 
Uh, today's lineup is powered by the Rufferies at John Higgins Weather Garden. So I did mention there was a little bit of uh, recruiting news for Nebraska uh, late yesterday that was not all positive. Now, the 2025 class is just beginning to assemble for Nebraska, and one of those commits uh, that was more Oklahoma wide receiver C.J. Simon, he announced his decommitment from Nebraska yesterday. Kind of a brief... <laughs> his loss. That's right. Yeah. Awful uh, nice people. A slight fella, I will say that, but obviously still very young, has a chance to put on some meat, but uh, only about a buck 55. Must be nice. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want to be 155 pounds. It depends how it's with, distributed. With my height. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, 155 pounds with me being uh, just a, 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 a tad under 6'3", would, uh, people might be concerned about my health. Dude, are you okay? Yeah. Do you need a runza? Be Do you a need bit, two runzas? I, I might need two. And throwing some vowels, too. Uh, CJ Simon posted on X. Do you want fries, rings, or frings? Uh, Yes. All of it and ranch. For him. He said, after careful consideration, prayers, and conversations with my family, I've decided to announce that I will be decommitting from the University of Nebraska. I would like to thank the coaches and staff for giving me an opportunity. My recruitment is now open. Again, that's CJ Simon, his 2025 uh, commit, who decommitted yesterday. So... Take that for what it is. This also I, sounded like I, I'm not going to try to like. Well, well, trust, hell. trust my decision. Uh, after many prayers. Well, uh, the prayers were considered in there. Uh, I after, just after you consideration, know prayers, I, and conversations. I never knew God cared so much about recruiting. Just it's my takeaway from all of these. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Then again, I guess we're not talking about Notre Dame. <laughs> uh, he's five foot eleven, hundred fifty five pounds. That's good size to be 155. He'll be okay. He'll well, put some meat on. He would have put, obviously, and he will wherever he goes. Um, they they he have a put, way of be, doing that. Put on good weight, yes. Pasta. Um, so that now takes Nebraska down to just three commits in 2025. They'll be okay. Well, I know. And that was I the first, first thing. Like, oh, my gosh. 2025? It's only a year away. I just hope I'm alive. Let's get on that. Yeah, it'll be fine. We're still here. We got a lot of junior days ahead. A lot, of, camp, a lot of camps, Jimmy. A lot of camps they got going it. on, too. They're sending Ed all over the state. Yeah. Ambassador Ed. So that was the recruiting news yesterday. So I, I was thinking about this, and I don't, I don't know if you and I have had this conversation because I'm, I'm not sure how you view recruiting. But I know there are people that will look at it as college version of the draft. That's kind of how I look at it. It is. It's kickball. Because fourth grade. When you are projecting someone to go from one level to the next, it's always a crapshoot. Just like some of the very best players we've seen in college football have tried to transition to the NFL and have not made that. You never know if it's going to be a sixth rounder that you're able to get that turns out to be maybe a difference maker in future years for your franchise. Just like in college football. It might be a walk-on. It might be a two- or three-star guy that ends up being a major difference maker. Maybe, though, that four- or five-star does develop and is as good as advertised and how that can be a major swing of momentum for programs like Nebraska. Where if like if you, a certain five-star quarterback comes in and he's absolutely, every bit of yeah. five-stars, yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, you, ah, hey, you know where, You know where I'm going on this one. And I think he will be good. 
put that on the I, do, I do too. And I know that that's the... I'm not saying win. It's not going to be UTEP. Oh, Heisman. Well, it's just, he's going to be good. And I get it. This spearheads the, the, the conversation of this 2024 class. I mean, this was the crowning jewel of that class. There's no, there's no, there's no debating it. Now, is Dylan Ryla the most important person of this class? Yeah, I, I think, it, in my opinion, yes, because he represents not only talent at a position that is the most important position in all of sports, but it is also a position that has not been a strong suit for Nebraska as of late. And that's no disrespect to Adrian Martinez because I think we've said it enough on this show that Adrian Martinez was somebody who probably didn't get the best support when it came to surrounding him with the proper type of talent that would allow him to develop from that true freshman year that was a very exciting and I think very promising freshman year Don't to the time that he ended. talk about my friend Jimmy Allen like that. Oh, you're talking about Adrian's previous I'm, stop. I'm oh, talking, yeah, sorry. yeah, I'm not, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well played. Sorry, I was just sticking up for my friend. Well, well played. Um, so before Adrian, you know, you had Tanner Lee. For Tanner Lee, you had Tommy Armstrong. Again, not that Tommy Armstrong, excuse me, Tommy Armstrong gave you all bad, but it's... Shout out San Antonio. It's the inconsistencies that have come with the position. And then last year, it came to a head to where you had not only just very, very below average quarterback play. No disrespect to Heinrich Harburg. There were limitations. No disrespect to Chubba Purdy. Eh, didn't play that much, but again, there were mistakes. Jeff Sims was kind of the the poster child of turning the football over, the mistakes at the quarterback position, and really where that position had held Nebraska back. To where I can go back to Adrian Martinez, and I would say the development around him sort of held that offense back. The plan for that offense and for Adrian held that that offense back. That's not to say Adrian's blameless in all of this, but you get my point. What I think Dylan Raiola represents, and I think what they are also doing from a staff standpoint, and I mentioned we're going to hear from Glenn Thomas today, is your understanding that you have sort of a special situation, one that is rare, especially in Nebraska, where you're able to land a, a solid five-star recruit. And by the way, I already saw him uh, participate in some of the pictures that the, the Husker... Twitter account is sent out and the social media group is sent out. There's some pictures of uh, of old Dylan pushing the sled and stuff. It's just kind of cool. But anyway, yeah, not he's like here. the snow sled. No, like. no, and he's here. He like it really is. He's here. He's not just a basketball game sitting with Trev. Like he's actually, you know, he's working out. He's he's getting into it. Which he's is our exciting. new salesman at the zone. He's he's excited. But this is where I've been a fan of Matt Rule being able to kind of see beyond the trees, see the forest beyond the trees, if you will. And that is understanding that, yeah, this is a very important year for Dylan Raiola. But what type of position that they put him in this year can have major, major significance for what they do in the coming years? And that's why I like the Glenn Thomas pairing. That's why I like what they've done in the transfer portal with getting a running back that could be very, very excited. And yeah, I mean, you're going to hear a lot of coulds today because I think a lot of this stuff is could because this is the this is the thing we don't know about recruiting. This is kind of where I get back to. I'm not sure where you stand on recruiting, Jimmy. I'm someone who I'll look at what position they represent, the type of need 
that that team has. And if they've done all that, I can be excited to an extent, but until we get into the end of August or early September, that's when I'll start to sort of keep score, if you will. But what I do know with as bad as that position was and what you're trying to get out of your true freshman quarterback to make that transition from high school to college as seamless as possible, which it'll never be 100% seamless. But if you are able to make that as smooth as you possibly can, week or two, I think they've done everything. I don't, I, I just I can't imagine Nebraska doing anything more than what they did to try to set him up for success. And then I also look at guys that I think are going to be a big part of this offense. And I look at two receivers in particular that got a lot of playing time last year that could have big careers at Nebraska when, all, when all is said and done. And that's Jalen Lloyd and Malachi Coleman. I don't think that they were properly developed last year. And that's not because I don't think that this was a Garrett McGuire situation You need a quarterback to get him the ball. Exactly. I'm watching. You need to do. This is where I, I appreciate Heinrich Harburg for the type of player he is from a toughness standpoint. The guy's an athlete. He's a freak athlete. You should but let him in the quarterback meetings. That's not on the yeah, staff. That's all on those previous things. staff. But when it came to throwing the ball, you're watching that thing like rise, you're, I mean, like the, the ball flight itself is just is completely different. I just don't know when you're catching passes from a quarterback that is putting the ball like that. That is just not that's not what he's going to be asked to do if he's playing quarterback. He's not the most gifted passer. How are your young receivers able to develop and move forward as opposed to having a guy that develop that can them by sp- running routes and teaching and yeah, doing and you, all those little things? You can do all those things. You could do last year because everything was right. such a balls uh, where it should be, show. balls on time. You know, when, when you have a guy that can sling it. So I look at those guys, and I think they're going to be in a better situation. But also for those guys, you bring in two veteran wide receivers mm-hmm. that they can also learn from, and Jamal Banks and Isaiah Naor. Like all of those things from the standpoint of those younger receivers that I think have to make a big step forward this year, and I think they will, I think you put them in a good position right there. Offensive line we talked about yesterday. This is for the first time in a long time that I can remember Nebraska being in a position to where they have veteran guys that have played a lot of college football and a lot of college football together, but then they have this next wave of guys, the, the freshmen from a year ago, so your, your sophomores-to-be, that by this time have been around the program long enough, have been around Ryola long enough, I should say uh, Donovan Ryola, not Dylan, have been around Donovan Ryola enough to know what's expected out of them. They, most of them have been through the winter-slash-spring workouts to also know what's expected of them, that they're in a position that they can take a step forward as well. And then you look at this 2024 recruiting class where there is some very impressive offensive linemen in there. Obviously spearheaded by Grant Bricks, Preston Tamoa, but also I would throw in a Gibson pile in there too. Ruggeroli. I mean, there's some guys in there that you look at and you're like, okay, this is a, a you know, from the bodies that they bring in that you know are going to continue to get developed, but being able to learn from guys that are a year in front of them and also guys that are three or four years in front of them. Like there's just a good blend of experience to where it's kind of in that point where you hope this group can then pass it down to the next group and that group can pass it down to the next group and so on and so forth. There's continuity that you just haven't seen in some of those important positions. And, and I get what people are, are probably thinking when it comes to the offensive line. Hasn't always been good. 
But I think that continuity, and I think the fact that you do have that much experience is never a bad thing that it's okay to be somewhat optimistic about it. So if I'm to kind of sum up this 2024 class right now, I would say it's one that has, at least on paper, and this is, this is going to be the, the most crucial element of this entire process, is the development. But from the, the very least, Jimmy, this recruiting class, in my opinion, has put Nebraska in a position to where, if they get that development, that they can see a lot of that success build from this year on and on. And you're saying there sh- you should be excited. Guarded optimism, but be guarded, excited. Guarded optimism is a very be good way to put it. excited because you have adults in the room now leading. Mm-hmm. And this is the other thing, too. You know, Matt Rule comes in with that track record and the, and the coaching staff that he's brought in. Comes in with that track record of being able to develop. This is going to be a huge year when it comes to that. And I'm not even talking about the 24 class. I'm talking I'm about talking the guys. The team. And yeah, well, that and, and some of those young guys. Building a program. That got on the field last year. I know people you hate to say this. saw that on the defensive side last year. And I know people hate to, see, to hear this because, oh, here he goes, oh, it's different. And, but what he did at Baylor, and I know, look, I say it all the time. I know the situations were different. But my point was build, just building a program, building a team. I'm not talking about all the other stuff. I'm just talking about yeah. getting guys in and working with them and developing them. And I saw from where it started to where it was as last year, it's going to be similar concepts at Nebraska. Now, I, and I've always said it doesn't mean identical record. It just means you're going to enjoy the games a little more. Mm-hmm. And last year was the start. So now you're going to have, be a little better. And then the next year you're going to be a little bit better. Yeah. And you got your quarterback now. That's so important. You have your quarterback. If you stay healthy and you continue to develop the guys around him, and of course, up front, build that line and establish the line of scrimmage, I just I think they can be pretty good next year. Oh, and this is where I think also you can change the narrative about recruiting. Yeah. If you're if you're Nebraska, if you're this coaching staff, where and what I mean by changing the narrative, I know there's always going to be skeptics. I think it, that always exists in recruiting. Well, people are going to want to go to your school, but people like, are going to want to go play for when you. you're when you're putting so much stock in a 17 or 18 year old kid. I understand there's always going to be skeptics of okay, I'll I'll believe it when I see it, and that's fair. fair. That's totally fair. But if you are a coaching staff that all of a sudden they have, we know the reputation this coaching staff has. They're like, let us show you. But the, exactly, they do it here. Give give them a couple of years where they establish. Man, you're seeing development. Like again, look at the defense. Look at some of those freshmen. Look at Princewell. Look at Cam Lenhart. You saw development from day one to the time that they ended that regular season. Think of the, the portal. Guys are, will want to come here yes, because you'll develop them. Those are major contributors. And if you continue to show this fan base and the national college football viewing world that damn rule and those guys, they develop their dudes. Then I think we start talking about this day and in December, those signing periods, a little bit different of like, okay, we got these guys Man, and, they we, get that guy? and we know they're going to be developed because that's what this staff does. And that's why. Before you know it, then you've got the machine working. That's where you don't feel like man, am I just drinking the Kool-Aid thinking this recruiting class is going to be really good? Or is there actual substance? Because I've looked at the last two recruiting classes in the last two years, and you've seen significant development. Now, look, there's never going to be a 100% hit rate. That's just, that's just impossible. But you can okay? still be pretty good. But if even if you get a, a 60% hit rate on your recruiting class, that's pretty good. That's really, really good. You, talk, you guys talk about get old, stay old. That's, yeah. how, it's, that's exactly. how it starts. Exactly. So it, it begins to change the narrative of, 
Well, he's got a lot of stars. Dudes want to come play for Looks you because good, they trust you. But boy, can our guys develop? Can our coaches develop him to you get to the point of, man? You see, they got that three, four, that that high three star, that four star. Man, we get that five star, and given the way that. Evan we'll, Cooper we'll develops, him. given the way that Ryla develops, given the way that the Glenn Thomas program. develops. Hell yeah, man. Tony White. Yeah, Corey Cooper. 155 pounds, we can make you 180. This is going to be sweet. I'm really excited, yeah. and I have reason to be excited about this recruiting class because not only are they good you know, from where they come from, you know, from accolades and talent-wise, but I know once they get into our program, they're going to be amazing. We haven't been able to say that in a very, very long yeah. time. That's, that's where I'm hoping – this recruiting class, mixed with this coaching staff's reputation, will begin the change of that narrative of where you can go from asking the question of, am I excited about this recruiting class because I'm just an optimist and I'm, I got the, the rosy red colored glasses on, or have I seen proof that I should be because I trust this coaching staff? Well, and <clears throat> That's where we and, are. And I it. know what you mean where people are like, well, I'll believe it when I see it. But once you start to see it, People will buy in very quickly yeah. oh, because God, yeah. they want it. They're super knowledgeable. They care a lot. Look at how people, it was all farts and giggles when you're five and three or five and four or whatever, because you just have that semblance of hope. Mm-hmm. And if you start to have that hope and you start to see it, hey, not only do we have hope, but look, it's actually, it's happening. Right. That's a whole different animal. Yep. That's a whole different animal. And, and we'll notice it, especially with what we do and where we are. And I really believe this, and it's not even, look, don't accuse me of being this huge optimist, because I'm not. We know better general. than that, Jimmy, come no, on. No, but I really do have faith that, that yeah, this, this staff can develop these players. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, and this is an intriguing class. They they, they check a lot of boxes, and I think it's... And stay healthy. I always say, yeah, yeah stay healthy. If you stay healthy, they're going to have a chance to, to be really nice, and you're going to see some things yeah. that you saw last year not happen, and you're going to see some things that you didn't see last year happen. It's it's a potentially huge class for a lot of the reasons we just discussed. Again, Positive we're, Wednesday. We're gonna keep. I know. Look at us. What the hell? We're gonna keep you up to date on again. Keona Wilhite. He will make his decision official. It's between UCLA and Nebraska. Cross your fingers. Things look good for Nebraska. And then also, it, it was kind of late in the process uh, when it came to uh, someone that Nebraska was in on. And then the crystal ball started rolling out, and then all of a sudden you saw, oh, hey, there is something to this, and that is uh, Kamir Prescott out of Philadelphia. He is a uh, most likely to be a safety, uh, is listed as an athlete. Uh, Jimmy's got an update coming up next. We will get back into some college basketball conversation with Nebraska and Creighton in big spots tonight, what to expect out of them. We'll talk to Matt DeMarinas as he will talk Creighton Providence as well. And we also got Mike Schaefer to give his final thoughts on the 2024 recruiting class, what it could mean, and also some of those pending decisions. We'll see if we get any finality before Schaefer comes on. That's all still ahead. It's Mornings with Sharp and Haley. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.